0: All right. Greetings, CCISD. This is Getting to the Core. I'm Carrie Perales. I'm Zonia Lopez.
1: Virginia Guerra-Flores.
0: And we are Getting Getting to the the Core. core. Welcome, ladies. It's so nice to have you here today. Um, When I knew you guys were coming on board, it made me instantly think about um, my experiences um, when I traveled to uh, Mexico. And I, when I think of the bilingual program, I think of our bilingual kids, how they sometimes can feel kind of lonely when you're surrounded by people that speak a different language than you. Uh, and so I was in uh, Mexico in this like little village. It was beautiful and I was having a great time, but the only difference was my husband spoke Spanish and everybody else spoke Spanish and I did not. So I ended up having someone else talk for me. I felt like I'd have to tell my husband something and then he would tell the people and then I'm not a shy person at all, but I started to feel shy and I realized, man, I'm not really getting to be myself. And so I immediately thought of our kiddos and thinking, wow, you know, that's gotta be really hard for them. So uh, now that we are, we we really make sure that our CCISD students get what they need. And so that makes me really proud and really happy. So I'm really excited to have you guys here today. Um, So did you all have any experiences like that or wanna share any type of experience? Um, Well, I actually, I lived in Japan for a year and a half,
1: so I know firsthand what it's like to go to another country, and um, I had my car break down one time, and it took over an hour to get them to understand. I just wanted to use the
0: telephone. So, um, yes, I understand the
1: frustration of when no one knows. You don't know the language, and you don't know how to communicate.
0: Oh, that's crazy. So did you get, were you, uh, obviously you're here now, so everything worked out. (laughs) I ended
1: up with the tow truck. Okay, good. um, But... Yes. So, you know, it it is very difficult Mm -hmm. and you do feel like a small little thing when you're in a country and you can't speak. You can't speak. Yes. um, It it is. It can be overwhelming.
0: Yes. And what about you, Zonya? So
2: just in the classroom setting, you know, um, being in classrooms where students are coming in and they only know another language. And so... um, from my background, I, I do know Spanish. I'm not a bilingual teacher, but I do know Spanish, and so I can communicate with students. But knowing that when we receive a student and you're, you're, you're sensing that they're uncomfortable and they're in a new place, they just move from some, somewhere else, not the United States, and just knowing you have to make that, that environment relevant for them and a safe uh, learning space.
0: Well, and I looked up, I was looking up um, the websites and are looking at our different departments of vision and mission. And what I loved, what you all have in yours, is that you want to motivate and inspire the students to be the best that they can be. And so what I love is that you all actually go on campuses and really monitor what's going on to make sure that students and teachers are supported. Mm-hmm. And so tell me a little bit about those classroom walks and what you're seeing out there.
2: So, an element- I'm gonna start with elementary. Sure, absolutely. We have absolutely. Um, two different models in elementary. We have um, our bilingual, our bilingual instruction classrooms, and then we also have our ESL classrooms. Our bilingual classrooms are, are Spanish English, and then our ESL classrooms or other languages other than Spanish. However, um, those classes are um, taught in English with um, sheltered instruction strategies. And so in our classroom walks, um, we're looking for visuals, language supports, you know, um, peer-to-peer conversations, um, having active time for students to be able to talk with each other.
0: That is so important to pr- being able to practice that, too, mm-hmm. in a safe environment. Mm-hmm. What about you?
1: I'm very similar to the ESL in the elementary. And so what we're really looking for is to make sure that we're providing the teachers with those good sheltered instruction strategies, mm-hmm. uh, making sure that they're providing the students with those visuals. And the even the hand gestures can make such a big difference. And so also making sure that we're using the cognates and the sentence stems also to ensure to give the students some type of guidance to help them and when they're answering um, also allowing them that time for that structured conversation because even if they're doing it in Spanish then they have a peer who can go and say it in English for them so that they're feeling like they're part of that class.
0: Yeah which is so important to feel a part of something because then you're willing to take chances so if our students feel safe and Mm -hmm. have that partner then they're going to practice more and they're gonna wanna try really hard. That's amazing. All right, we're also here today to talk about the math framework. And what I love about the math framework is they really thought about the whole CCISD community and making sure that all the different roles and responsibilities, that everybody's a part of a part of it. So talk to me a little bit about how the bilingual program uses the math curriculum and what it looks like.
2: Okay, so in, in elementary,
0: um,
2: our uh, general, Uh, English curriculum uh, and Spanish curriculum marry each other Ah. so our bilingual teachers have access to the um, same content in English as they do I mean in Spanish as they do in English so uh, uh, weekly assessments the uh, uh, six weeks assessments um, whenever it's time to do any type of um, hands-on activities the teachers have access to those in Spanish as well for our other languages in Spanish, there are the sheltered instruction strategies are linked in as far as like the visuals, the anchor charts, cognates, um, uh, um, notes to use manipulatives for these types of skills. So it's it's aligned and the teachers know exactly where to go and pull what they need and then also for intervention strategies those are already built into the instructional guides
0: that our teachers use daily awesome and I I think having the visuals you all talked about the visuals and having those in place the manipulatives are probably really important too are there any differences for bilingual students? It's on very that? similar in okay.
1: secondary. The only like we use Carnegie, and okay. so we do have Mathia, and Mathia is provided in Spanish if needed. So that is an added um, bonus that they do have. Um, I've also encouraged teachers to use our Google, um, our Microsoft Translator, awesome um, when it comes to the word problems. And if they're, they're too complicated at times for the students to understand, so students are using the translator to help to assist them with understanding what's being asked of
0: beautiful and it's the strategies too for them to talk about it because the more kids get to talk out loud about how they solved a bath problem then then the kiddos can see no matter what language you speak there's different ways to solve a problem
1: well and you know the manipulatives come are so important because when you think about the measurements like it's not the same from one country to another
0: true true yes Mm -hmm. so then they have to convert their oh my gosh I hadn't thought about that yes so
1: the conversions from one measurement to another and you assume a student understands what a cup is but they may not use a cup at the country they came right
0: from. and so that could be kind of confusing yeah wow mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that
2: so the goal for the most part is to make that content comprehensible for our margin um, bilingual students mm-hmm. and even another strategy is using the total physical response it's actually hand gestures moving m- moving movement um, demonstrating using the students as part of the word problem Mm. so that way they're understanding the problem in a different way because The words might not be able to be comprehensible in the very beginning but however once you start using those visuals and those movements the students start to make those connections
0: and then for professional development um, they all go to the same professional development because they're teaching all of our kids Mm -hmm. so tell me a little bit about that because the professional development part especially for math is really important Mm because we're really trying to do where they they go to the professional development they learn how to do it and then they go back and then they uh, perform it for their students or teach it to their students so tell me how the bilingual Stu- uh, teachers are involved in that.
2: So the bilingual teachers in elementary do attend the, the math trainings that are curriculum and instruction specialist design, um, built into those, uh, PD sessions are, um, What is in the instructional guide for that grading period, and so all of the components are addressed whenever they have professional development for math, with um, how to use anchor charts, how to use the manipulatives, you know, all the different components of the of the content. And in secondary, you know, um, ESL strategies like our um, sheltered instruction strategies are brought in and pulled out of the resources, so our teachers understand that those those are available to them whenever they get to the next unit.
1: Excellent. And we're also trying to start trying to look and see which are our teachers that we can utilize in those PDs. If they're doing things that are working, then let's share it with the rest of uh, the campuses. Yeah.
0: And that brings me to elevate and celebrate. Um, Is there anything that you want to elevate and celebrate that's happening right now currently?
2: So one of the things that I do want to elevate and celebrate is um, how our bilingual campuses are... um, culturally responsive to our families, um, from labels in the classrooms, labels throughout the school, English and Spanish, um, visuals for our families that are coming in and, For our ESL campuses you know looking for those different labels for example for our campuses that have Portuguese or Russian students you know supporting those campuses to have those labels available Um, even streamlining it down to the content areas so uh, working together with the campuses so that um, as questions arise for our students that are arriving um, that are called newcomers we want to make sure that we have just that support in place for that first time that they're in the school setting and then we can start to tackle the academics.
0: That's great because when you arrive I I was in I I moved like 10 times I was in eight different schools Mm -hmm. and I'm an English speaker but still it was so hard to get to know people and I got really used to just kind of being a lone wolf because of it Mm -hmm. so it's really great that y'all think about how they arrive and what kind of experience you want them to have. What about you anyone you want to elevate or celebrate?
1: We have quite a few secondary campuses now we have about Five now that have either an ESL class an ELDA class or um, an a reading elective course that we have and so all of our beginner students who are our newcomers are, are placed in those classes as an elective so that way they're able to get that foundation that we don't necessarily always get to practice on in the secondary level so it's really a set base for them to go to and it's so neat to see those kids in those classes because Everyone in that class is experiencing the same thing they're going through, so you can really see the connection that they make. and. In, in being able to have each other in those classes and to make those friendships that that
0: family experience yes. and you mentioned something Zonia too that I think is really important to point out is it's not only about this the the child coming but it's the whole family cuz think of the anxiety mm-hmm. that those parents have like my baby is I know that my baby doesn't have the the language skills right mm-hmm. now and I'm going to send them off to school now and hope and pray that they take care of my my student mm-hmm. so you really have to educate the entire family mm-hmm. And make sure that everybody feels comfortable. So I'm so mm-hmm. glad you guys think of that. Um, is there anything else that you want to tell the public or the community? Because you have all our stakeholders are listening um, about you know what it is that the bilingual program has to offer, or any maybe misconceptions that you want to dispel. So uh,
2: the benefits of being in a bilingual program is for our students to receive those linguistic services mm-hmm. that they that they are afforded. Um, it is a requirement by the Texas Education Agency that our bilingual students receive, um, you know, um, content that's comprehensible for them with linguistic supports. And I feel that uh, the way our model is set up, our bilingual students have the opportunity to be in a bilingual classroom with a bilingual certified teacher. It's so and important. our ESL students have the opportunity to be taught by an ESL certified teacher in elementary and secondary, and then just continuing to focus to recruit our certified teachers in bilingual and ESL, and then to retain them in our in our fabulous district.
0: Awesome. And we're going to actually get to talk to a principal today after you guys, uh, Mr. Saki, and, and talk about how he's leading his campus with this new uh, framework or a new model that we're using in CCISD. Anything else that you wanted to add? Um. The only thing I really want, you know, if parents feel, especially in the
1: secondary level, that their child needs additional assistance to please let their campuses know because mm-hmm. the the thing is a lot that we have a lot of resources available to them and sometimes the students have them and they're not utilizing them so if they're not then we need to make sure that they're utilizing those resources the accessibility tools really mm-hmm. do come in handy for the students in the classroom especially for those classes where the teacher can't communicate with them it becomes essential in helping them to learn that curriculum
0: and and who did they go to like if a parent right now I was listening and and wanted to tell somebody at the school you know I really want my my child to have certain things who would they go to would that be campus principal or
1: it could be either the camp any campus administrator okay
0: awesome good to know be
1: able to, and they will contact us and we'll.
0: good and I'm glad that you mentioned the accessibility uh, tools because we did create a toolkit and that is located on the canvas uh, uh, navigation in every single course so if anyone was listening to they can access it that way as well That's great. There's so, some great tools in there to make that um, that language
2: barrier a little bit less intimidating
0: yes. and we made sure that there are videos embedded in there that are to with a student audience in mind so it actually is talking to the student so if anybody wants to access those uh instead of reading all that stuff just click on the video and it's a quick short way to be able to use the translator tools and things like that but thank you ladies that was easy peasy right yes, thank you. all thank right you. well um this was getting to the core i'm carrie
1: virginia guerra flores
0: zonia lopez and we're getting, getting to the, the core, core.